take a standing eight count. Who are you? Adam asked. Does it matter? Yeah, it does. I'm the stranger, he said. The stranger with important knowledge. She lied to you, Adam. Corinne, she was never pregnant. It was all a ruse to get you back. Adam shook his head. He swam through, tried to stay rational and calm. I saw the pregnancy test. Fake. I saw the sonogram. Again, fake. He held up a hand before Adam could say more. And yes, so was the stomach. Or should I say stomachs? Once Corinne started to show, you never saw her naked, right? What did she do, claim some kind of late-night sickness so you wouldn't have sex? That's what happens most times. So when the miscarriage occurs, you can kind of look back on the whole thing and realize the pregnancy was difficult right from the start. A booming voice from the other side of the hall called out. Okay, guys, grab a fresh beer and let's get this show on the road. The voice belonged to Trip Evans, the president of the Lacrosse League, a former Madison Avenue ad exec and a pretty good guy. The other dads started to grab aluminum chairs, the kind you use for your kid's school concert, from a rack and place them in a circle around the room. Trip Evans looked over at Adam, spotted the undoubtedly pale expression on his face, and frowned his concern. Adam shook him off and turned back to the stranger. Who the hell are you? Think of me as your savior. Or like the friend who just released you from prison. You're full of crap. All conversation had pretty much ended. The voices were hushed now, the sounds of scraping chairs echoing in the still hall. The fathers were getting their game faces on for the draft. Adam hated this. He wasn't even supposed to be here. Corinne was. She was the treasurer of the lacrosse board, but her school had changed the scheduling of her teacher's conference in Atlantic City. And even though this was the biggest day of the year for Cedarfield lacrosse, indeed the main reason Corinne had become so active, Adam had been forced to step in for her. You should be thanking me, the man said. What are you talking about? For the first time, the man smiled. It was... Adam couldn't help but notice a kind smile, the smile of a healer, of a man who just wants to do the right thing. You're free, the stranger said. You're a liar. You know better, don't you, Adam? From across the room, Trip Evans called, Adam. He turned toward them. Everyone was seated now except Adam and the stranger. I have to go now the stranger whispered. But if you really need proof, check your visa card. Look for the charge to novelty funsy. Wait, one more thing. The man leaned in close. If I were you, I'd probably run DNA tests on your two boys. Tick, 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 kaboom. What? I have no evidence on that, but... When a woman is willing to lie about something like this, well, it's a pretty good bet it isn't her first time. And then, 
with Adam dazed anew by this final accusation. The stranger hurried out the door. When Adam managed to get his legs back, he ran after the stranger. Too late. The stranger was sliding into the passenger seat of a gray Honda Accord. The car pulled out. Adam ran to get a closer look, maybe see the license plate, but he could tell only that it was from his home state of New Jersey. As the car made the turn toward the exit, he noticed something else. There was a woman driving the car. She was young, with long blonde hair. When the streetlight hit her face, he could see that she was looking at him. Their eyes met for a brief moment. There was a look of concern on her face, of pity. For him. The car roared away. Someone called his name Adam.